Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. So, uh, Alex right now, he's in, where was he, Colorado? I, 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 when they were, when Alex and Alejandro were talking about it, I just heard skiing and whatnot. So I assume he's in Colorado right now because that's where everybody goes to ski. But, um, two fans, Alex is on vacation. So we got our guy in here, Olu, Orion. Already know the vibes. Already know the vibes. Already know the vibes with his camo on. Who would have thought? Yee. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, I feel like we just had you on like a couple weeks ago, huh? For your your little tour of uh, winning the two fans league. Yep. Yep. Um. So now we're back. Remember that. Yeah, you need to get the two chains. You need to do the Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> Actually, right. I, I want to do. I want to do that. I want to do the have the chains on with the Kirk looking like Kirk Cousins. Eight, I'm more eight, interested eight, in playing for money next year. That's that's all that's on my mind. Well, we'll, we'll have to see because I know if we, depending on the amount, I'm pretty sure at least fifty percent of the league will drop out. <laughs> I think so. I 100% think so, depending on the amount. I don't I already, think so. When we talked about it last time, I already had people texting me the next day like, hey, yeah, if we, if we put $50 or whatever, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm done. That, that's like the best bargain, bro. You get a whole fucking season of playing, talking shit for $50. What a steal. Mm, not when you have to pay fifty dollars here. When, when you start stacking up the leagues, well, it's it's kind of you know, your case kinda... though, because like in your you're like you're gonna spend the fifty dollars, you're not gonna get it back. But like in my case and Ryan's oh. case, it, it may be an investment. Alejandro so on the some, he on the some. You know what I mean? It's kind of different. So I might as well just put like fifty dollars, put a bet for the Texans to win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty four. That's yeah. that's almost the same odds of you winning the fantasy league. Oh, your odds oh. might be a little worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Texans will have. Well, I guess since the Texans now hired D'Amico Ryan's as their head coach, I guess their odds did go up. I'm pretty sure it went from like plus five million to plus four point five million or something. Um, but what, what do y'all think of that? Uh, first of all. I find it funny the rumors that were going around because um, I think uh, Ian Rappaport reported the Denver Broncos were trying to call D'Amico Ryans and make him turn to the Broncos, but he recommitted to the Texans. And then the Broncos announced that, oh, we're signing Sean Payton. And well, it was funny because Ian and, and the, uh, the other one. Schefter. Yeah, they, they had like opposing tweets, which is fucking hilarious. One was like, it was almost a foregone conclusion. And the other one was like, they didn't even have them in their minds. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it was, like he might as well have just, Schefter might as well have just at Ian Rappaport and, <laughs> and write that same tweet. That's what I thought. Um, unbiased uh, opinion from Olu because he has fan, no affiliation with any, any team. Um, what, do, what do you think of uh, the Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans? 
Honestly, I think it's pretty cool that uh, Texas went ahead and got a, a former player to be their coach, a guy who's well-respected in the league. And I always like to see an African-American guy get a chance in the NFL. So happy uh, Black History, Black Future Month to all you Dang. two fans out there. You should have made it. They should have made that announcement today. Dang, they tripping, cuh. They should have <laughs> made that announcement. They, they were one day too soon. You know why? It's... <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about this later as well, but it's probably because they knew Brady was about to make his announcement. But I was so excited. But it's weird because it's one of those things where, as a Texans fan, we finally did the right thing. And this is not... It's like the right thing in which D'Amico Ryans, other than Sean Payton, was the hottest coach on the market, coordinator on the market. And we got him. Uh, it's 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 weird. I'm not used to. You're not used to feeling good. Yeah, yeah, but what's the I catch? Will... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, some sus going on here. Is Jack Easterby back? <laughs> you know, are y'all hiring him back? That comes, he comes with D'Amico Ryan or something? No, but um, it's just one of those weird feelings. But it it made me so happy. Like you said, Ryan, just he's a former player, well respected. And then the fact that he, I don't know if he was capping or what or not, when he said, the Texans are, this is my dream job. Are you, are you really, bro? Was it really? No. <laughs> nah, I, I think he's dead ass about that. He played with the team for a long time. So when the thought of like, oh, I'm going to be a coach goes in your head, like, damn, I want to coach the team I played for a long ass time. He's probably one of the best ones in, in, that played for them. That that for sure was his dream job, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, as a Coming fan, yeah, as a fan, it makes me happy that, you know, him seeing J.J. Watt post the things about D'Amico and like their time at, at with the Texans. It, it makes me happy that, you know, these guys that played for us that we really love to watch on our team, actually, they care about the Texans. You know, I mean, it's not like one of those where. You know, Russell Wilson played for Seattle for a long time. I don't think he'll be like. Oh yeah, this is my dream. It gets older and becomes an offensive coordinator and dying to coach over there. It's like, uh, Seattle, no, nah, y'all kind of clown me when I left. Uh, let's ride away from Seattle or something. But um, yeah, it 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 made all these years of uh, um, misery and um, stress. Herb. It it. it it worked out in the end because if you think about it, if we didn't screw up the last two coaching candidates and fired them after a year, we wouldn't have gotten to this cycle where D'Amico was available and ready to take the next step to being a head coach. So this is a life lesson to fans. It all works out. Everything happens for a reason. Philosopher. Yep. 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 On the other hand, you got uh, Denver hired Sean Payton. They gave up uh, their first round pick this year. I think it was a 29th pick. Um, and the second rounder next year. Not the worst. Not the worst give up for Sean Payton. I was surprised. What? Dude, they, I called this a while back and they like laughed at me. They're like, no, no. Why would he go to the Broncos? Why would he go to the Broncos? Dude, it was the obvious choice for him. Other than the Texans, yeah. But I mean, there's D'Amico. That, that's 
as, as soon as it was like Domingo's open for the job, it's like, nah, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, I, I, that's why I got. I, I didn't want to get my hopes up either because I felt like it was a wrap. Like it was a match made. Like yeah. it was a foregone conclusion once the Texans requested to interview Domingo Ryan's. Like that's gonna be our guy. Like there's no way. But uh, go ahead, Orion. What were you gonna say about the? No, I was just gonna say I was surprised because I would I would think that he would stay on TV instead of coach the Broncos, but. I guess the Broncos do have some pieces that I guess he can work with. So, I mean, so you're saying you'd rather just stay on TV than coach the Denver Broncos? Yeah. I remember whenever last time I was on, I was saying that I, the only jobs I think he would take is the Cowboys or the Chargers job. But here that he is, is true. Denver. But, I mean, we'll just have to see how good the Broncos are. I mean – we, I think we, we might, Russell Wilson might bounce back. Their defense isn't bad. They got a great, great defense. So now, if they collapse, it's just it's Russ. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's no excuses for him now. Um, if if the Broncos are bad next year and he plays as bad as he did this year, yeah, he just needs to hang it up. <laughs> Take his two fifty. His uh, it's a legal bank robbery, like Floyd Mayweather said. I'm I'm a legal bank robber. That's that's what you got to certify Russell Wilson with. Yeah, he just needs to hang it up. If if he's actually washed, yeah, he he's done for. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It's interesting. Find it interesting. I I really wanted like I hated that Sean Payton because I think from my perspective I got the news of D'Amico Ryan's. And then the Sean Payton news came shortly after. And I kind of hated that the Sean Payton hire ha happened on the same, like within the same freaking hour. Cause I was like, man, I want to hear people talk about my Texans for once on national TV, this national media, you know, talking about my boy, Namiko Ryan's, but I already know they're going to lead off with Sean Payton. And then this morning Brady decides, you know what? I'm retiring. And I'm just like, I ain't going to hear shit about D'Amico Ryan's on Anywhere but Sports Radio 610. Shout out T-Mill. <laughs> yeah. It does suck to be overshadowed, but Tom Brady retiring is kind of crazy, too, because it was February 1st last year yeah. that he announced it, and then <laughs> February 1st this year, too. On his tribute post, and like, Edelman and Gronk was like, nah, buddy, I already got a long speech from me. Like, that's it, you know? Yeah. yeah that was it. That This shit was hilarious. All of them. Everybody's pretty much doing, like, nah, you got a good speech on it last year, bro. You ain't getting another one. Congrats, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's crazy because, you know, I was just scrolling through first take to see uh, what their topics for today. Because usually I um, have a DVR recorded and I just kind of scroll through and see what the headline, you know, they usually have some kind of picture or something. I just see what the headline is. Dude, they legit talked about Brady for two hours, dude. Just Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure they had 15 minutes or so of Sean Payton. And I, I was, I was kind of like, all right, I big Brady supporter. I think he's the goat all time. But I mean, I don't know if it's cause he already retired last year. And so I already went through that last year, but I was just kind of like, yeah, it's breaking news, but it's not. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It just doesn't like, damn, the goat's gone. Uh, it's kind of expected. And it, it might be because he had such a shitty year this past season. It's kind of like good. 
Thank goodness you retired, bro. I was tired of seeing you embarrass yourself, man. Yeah, the Bucks were pretty bad. And they ended so, up getting a home playoff game. Yeah, were they? I, I mean, <laughs> it's funny that Dak Prescott is the one that did it to him. He yeah, saw to the Cowboys in your last game ever. He saw Dak Prescott do what he did, and he's like, it's time, me to, time for me to fucking retire. <laughs> Alejandro, any words for your for your for your boy? Uh, he got a long speech from me last time. I know. I felt like we had a last a year ago. We had a whole episode of just like, damn, Brady retired, man, like that. Uh, that's yeah. why I don't understand on first take how they spent two hours talking about him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure y'all did the same exact thing a year ago to this day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. first take is really good at saying the same shit over and over again for pretty much the whole show. No, no, what they do is they say the same shit. All right, they'll start it off and then they'll go to like a smaller topic, go to commercial. They'll bring somebody else on. They'll bring a Marcus yeah. Spears is on and they talk about the same exact shit. Go to commercial. All right, now we got a, a former teammate. We got Rob Gronkowski on to talk about Brady. They talk about the same shit again. <laughs> it's just like, all right, bro. Actually, you know, undisputed, give them credit because, I mean, they started off with Brady. But you would think, you know, Skip Bayless, big uh, Brady D-Rider, you'd think they would spend the whole show talking about it. I was like, no, they just had their little, little segment, normal segment, and moved on to other things. But yep. I, I, yeah, it was like, it was, to me, it was breaking news, but it wasn't. Yeah, it felt obvious. After that season, there's really no reason for him to come back. Right. Go, go Not- get your family, bro. Go get your family. That's it. <laughs> go get your wife back, please. Yeah. Throw away his marriage for that season. Hate to see it. <laughs> um, so now that it's all said and done, supposedly, allegedly, um, Orion, Tom Brady, goat or not goat? Yeah, he's the goat. But, in terms of he's the greatest and the best legacy and accolades and achievements, but he's still not the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And I'll take that to the grave. You're telling me this man is not the greatest, greatest football player to play that. He's position. the greatest. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. But is he the best? Nah. That's, that's seen, a big difference. That's, I've seen better quarterbacks. Yeah. There's I mean, a difference we, between greatest and listen, best. Listen, listen. I, yeah, like I LeBron. Say, LeBron is the, the best basketball. Jordan's the greatest. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. D- no. That I don't disagree with it's that. It's common statement. sense, bro. It's common Even sense. Even though I think LeBron's the greatest, I don't disagree with that statement. I mean, I'm not saying you agree, but I'm saying, like, that's the an analogy that, you know what I mean? Like, LeBron's right. more talented, but Jordan's the greatest. That, that's what he's saying. Okay, I I feel like I mean it just happens to be true. I'm sorry that I just said something that's it's, true. It's not, I mean it's not true because I mean check the stats, bud. Since you want to talk about stats and whatnot. What stats um, are we are we checking? The war. Win wins above replacement, bud. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. I instantly just got a headache hearing <laughs> wins above replacement. <laughs> no shot. No, I just, I just, I just, I believe genuinely in my, in my brain, in my heart, 
in my soul that Peyton Manning is better, Aaron Rodgers is better, and Patrick Mahomes is better. I believe that. I think they are talented, but they're not better. What does Tom Brady do better than them? Win. Win. Team stat. No, not to really, a, though. It, to a certain extent, but once right, you get... Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Tom Brady has had a more top 10 defenses than Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning combined. Yes, but obviously I'm going to assume, Orion, you've watched football slash NFL for a very long time. Yes. Um, the quarterback is the most important position. Yes, I'm not saying anything against against uh, – I know everything you're about to say. And not, not saying – I don't hold that against them because even then, even when you could have all that going your way, it's it, when you get to the high, to get to the highest level to win a Super Bowl and whatnot, the littlest things could derail you from that. And yeah, true. you know, and the thing is, he did have back in the day. He had Randy Moss, whatnot. But Gronk, even though he was injured for a long time, but I I don't think Brady really had like, if you look at his career as a whole the greatest weapons on offense. Um, your face says otherwise. I mean, he's had very good wide receivers. He's had the greatest tight end of all time, and he's always had a decent running backs. Always. And a, but, and why, a why, good old line. All right. The and then a top five yes. top ten defense with the best coach ever. His old line was shaky a couple of the years. Okay, a couple of the years. He's been but in the I league mean, for 20. What are, what, all right, other than Gronk, like, what, what, what are these wide receivers you're talking about? Please Chris Hogan. You know why the, the, the um, Cooper Cups of the world are able to thrive today? Because of this man, Tom Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr. No, That's Cooper why. He made, he made Julian Edelman a Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup and Julian Edelman aren't even in the same conversation. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what you're saying Cup now. You lost me. But Cooper Cup wouldn't even had a chance. Right yeah, now it's because they're, they're white. It's because they're white. Is he is he sneaky athletic? Is that what you're doing? Sneaky athletic. Wow. <laughs> is that the code word? Yeah, that's it right there. Sneaky athletic. Um, oh, okay. Does Brady make? his wide receivers that he have look better than they were. Of course, every great quarterback does that. But I don't I, I can't sit here and say that Randy Moss, Wes Walker, Edelman, Amendola, Gronk, uh Troy Brown, like I can't say that his wide receivers weren't good. Like they were they are good players. Would they does be starters have- in any other team? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of don't count Randy Moss just because they never won a Super Bowl together, which is a shame, honestly. It damn it, e- da- damn it, Eli. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, I mean, I think... <sighs> I understand. I really do understand where you're coming from. Um, Tom Brady isn't the guy you, you show... You show highlight. You have a Tom Brady highlight reel. Like I've never seen somebody look up. Hey, go to YouTube. Tom Brady highlight reel. You'll see why this guy's a man. 
no, you're not, you're not going to see that. Not, not similar to a, to a Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or even, I, I, I feel like he, he, that's why him and Joe Burrow get that kind of comparison. Except yeah. I will say Joe Burrow does have, because uh, he's able to move a lot better than Tom Brady is, obviously. Um, he does have some of those flashy plays just because, I mean, I've seen Burrow just the way he escapes the pocket, but at the same time, he's had the worst O-line ever for three years. So it just sure. comes with ex- comes with experience, you know. But I, it's just ultimately you play the win the game, yes, win, team stat. But it means something when you're the most important player, most important when you're playing the most important position, and it. it, it I just feel I. I don't like that because I feel like it takes for granted his success. Like it's just like, oh, if you could have took him out and put in Jimmy Garoppolo, and they still would have won Super Bowls or something like that. I don't you don't even got to do that. Well, you don't even got to do that. He played 20 years. The team changed a lot. There was only one common fact. Well, two common factors. Him and Bill Belichick. The, the team yeah. changed incredibly. I mean, people fucking retired and became coaches while he was still in the league, bro. Which I, I mean, understand. But the Patriots were at that time. They're a machine. They yeah, have. I mean, they, they are super systematic because you literally take out a slot receiver and you put in Edelman and then. Is this is the same shit? People get injured, and it's the same team. I mean, we saw with Jacoby Brissett; like it was the same team. Garoppolo right. went in; it was the same team. In two thousand eight, he missed the whole entire. Or yeah, it was oh eight. He missed the entire season. They went what eleven and five with yeah, Matt Castle. Okay. But, but then they, he but leaves, they, and it's not the same team. But wait, but they're but, rebuilding now. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. The Castle thing. Okay, they go eleven and five. What they do in the playoffs? They didn't make the playoffs. They're the only eleven. They're the only eleven win team in NFL history that didn't make the playoffs. They, damn, that sucks. But I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have done anything because guess what? When it comes to playoffs, that it doesn't matter. They win eleven and five. That's 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 okay. That's damn good without your best player. <laughs> That, that, that's exactly like the look, Bulls look. going hey. six and six and whatever. They they won sixty eight games with Michael Jordan. He leaves. They win sixty six games. It's the same thing. And hey, my Patricia's calling plays, bro. This is incredible. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> what are we talking about? That's a great team, <laughs> look, regardless think, of Tom Brady or not. Obviously, uh, uh, he he got think, hurt in the first game of the year. I think what goes, what doesn't go. Uh, what goes unsaid is that remember people forget all those years with the Patriots. He always took a discount. And so, you know, you talk about this talent, especially on the defensive end. I guarantee you, he doesn't win half of those Super Bowls if he's taking what he really should have been taking, which was whatever the quarterback max was at the time. I agree. I do agree with that. That's a point I do agree with. But I guess that's the perks when you date the richest supermodel. I mean, when you're married to the richest supermodel in the world. Right. Um, you, you don't got to worry about being the breadwinner because no matter how much money you make, she's still the breadwinner. Right. Which, and it's crazy how I, much. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Alejandro. No, well, it's funny because a lot of the, like, the really good players would take discounts themselves to go play with him. So it's like. You got a Ferrari, a Ferrari, a Ferrari, all on discount just to play with each other. It's exactly. fucking insane. 
I, I think the main thing that just debunks the whole, like, at least for me personally, the whole, you know, he had all these top 10 defenses and yada, yada, like Brady didn't have that. Rogers didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the fact that he played 23 years and he won Super Bowls in completely different eras of football. Like the last Super Bowl he won with Tampa Bay, bro. And you compare that to the NFL when he won his first two just completely different, like different, just a different NFL in general. Um, okay, David, but it's a different NFL, but compare the teams, compare the situational, uh, the, his team, compare them. What did the Bucks have that the Patriots had? Had a good defense. Tom defense, Brady. Good coach. Tom Brady. Weapons. Okay, so no, um, no weapons, no weapons. We can't compare <laughs> Mike Evans and all those compared to like all the receivers ever. Well, yeah, I mean, 20, except twenty twenty. Now that last Bucks championship, he had. Well, they were good. when Antonio when Antonio Brown is your slot yeah. third string receiver, bro. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, bro. Okay, the Bucks were a super team. Y'all are right. <laughs> A little OP'd, but <laughs> yeah, that's just Kevin Durant going to Golden State type of shit, bro. <laughs> okay, but the 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 Patriots teams this this was the formula. Bill Belichick, defensive mastermind, created a top five or top de- ten defense every single year, every single year. And on offense, what the Patriots would do is more times than not, they're throwing it short underneath, picking up those five to eight yard gains and beating you mentally, demoralizing you. Until you just beat out by the end of the game. What? What? Okay. The great defense. Great defenses and whatnot. That I mean, who is oh, going to also the Super wait, Bowl? Field positioning too. The best special teams in That's NFL awesome. history were the Patriots teams. Tom Brady, where he got the football, is in better positions than most quarterback get the football. When it's it's fourth quarter, two minutes left, it doesn't matter if he gets the football on the one or the other one. He's scoring no matter what. One, that's not true. And two, if you think about it, if Tom Brady plays bad for a whole three quarters, which I've seen before, and he still has an opportunity to win at the end of the game, which I've seen before, that's a testament to the team's defense. Yeah, sometimes you need your team. That's why football is the ultimate team sport, bro. Which is why I don't understand why we're giving Tom Brady all the credit every damn day of the week. Thank you. You, you, th- you, think, you think Patrick Mahomes would be in the Super Bowl right now if his no, defense had, had no, actually his played? his defense went off the other play? night. No. Like, Whenever they lost those wide receivers, and if their, def- if their defense collapsed, no, they'd be sitting at home like me and you are. Honestly... <laughs> They could have kept the receiver. They they could have kept the receivers if Chris Jones and Frank Clark weren't there. They'll be sitting at home too. Let's be real, because I mean, if, no. If they had the wide receivers, they were moving the ball as as much as they wanted to when the receivers were out there. It didn't matter. The Bengals weren't stopping them. The Bengals didn't start stopping them. They they got that that one stop at the end of our at the yeah right at the uh right before halftime. They got to stop. And then in the first possession, they got to stop. But in that first possession of the third quarter, two of their wide receivers got hurt. It, it, it's hard to get stops when the refs are, are out to get you, bro. Oh, <laughs> Come on, bro. You, you can't tell me. The are ref- you serious? 
Okay. So you don't think you don't think the refs were like, come on, they could have done a better job. You don't think they could have done I, a better do job? Do I believe that it was one sided in the fourth quarter? Yes, but do I believe that some of those calls were like bad? No. Were there a couple missed calls? Yes. The the there was a missed pass, a rough in the passer call on Joe Burrow for sure. And people say that there was a missed holding call, but I I don't think it was a hold. Oh, I think I, it was I thought one, I I thought the center fifty two was holding like. On every third down conversion, I I saw on the replay. Bro, them or offense alignment and defense alignment. There's hands to the face. There's holding on almost every single play, and it's so hard to to especially as a ref to ref those guys and be like, okay, what do I call? What do I not call? Is that actually a hold? It, it it's tough. It wasn't tough when it was going for the Chiefs. No, <laughs> it, it wasn't is, that it's tough. tough. Regardless, <laughs> it wasn't that tough. Oh, it's it, it's for the Chiefs. Yellow flag. Here we go. I mean, I, let, I understand what you're saying. Because the, I mean, the, I think, I think this, the worst was that last drive. The punt, that punt that should have had like multiple blocking back calls. I saw it live. And then yeah. you got the whole on the Mahomes scramble that holding, which I mean, no, that's the one that wasn't a hold. It was not a hold. Trey Hendrickson's body, he's coming down himself. Yeah. I've, I've watched it over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I saw it on Twitter. It wasn't a hold. It's I've watched well, it over and over again. I know it's that block not. in the back was real, and the, that, the that makes Moore, a lot. This, on the punt, Sky Moore did block that dude in the back. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a block in the back. That that was pretty pivotal. I mean, poor Joseph Asai, bro. I su- I knew I was just like, ooh, if he even plays a finger on Mahomes, they the way this game is going, they are throwing that flag. Yeah. And you know, Mahomes already got the bad ankle, so he hobbling. You know, he hobbling to the s- sideline. So you know he getting that I mean they have to call that one. I know that that's but it, it sucks. They, it, didn't, they didn't call the Joe Mixon one earlier in the game. I mean I don't think it would have made that much of a difference because Joe Mixon was I mean they would have put him just at the one yard line. They're already at like the three. But that's one of those where like Joe Mixon got hit pretty late out of bounds, you know, but yeah. I mean, it I, is what I, it is. I think the passion Mahomes one, like that would be like, that would be like LeBron the other night against the Celtics, not getting the call whenever Jason Tatum fouled him on his layup to win the game. Like yeah. that would have been like that. People would have been like, what the fuck are we doing? How do you not call that? And then uh, to insult to injury, fucking Joseph aside, tore his shit on that play. Did you see? Oh, my God, his knee, bro. It, like, buckled so bad. I was like, oh, my God. Disgusting. (sighs) Dude, I was just like, man, that's a double win. That's just a... Yeah. Not only did you fuck up, and then, like, your knee just went (laughs) a whole different way. Like, eh. I hope dude's okay, but, yeah, I know he's had probably a rough, what, 48 hours now? Shout out to BJ Hill. Is that his name? Uh, when Osai was doing the interviews in the locker room, Hill stood next to him. Anybody that asked some stories, like, hey, man, why are you asking that? Ask another question. <laughs> Ask another question. I didn't I mean, even see that, but that's a good teammate. Yeah, because I mean, the kid's only 22 years old. Right. Like, I mean, geez, I'm, I'm 26. I wouldn't even know if I knew how to handle that situation. You know what I mean? He's four right. years younger than me. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's a good teammate. Shout out to him. Um, now Mahomes, like I said, Mahomes the only person I know with a shitty defense that could get to the Super Bowl. But that's just that's Mahomes. But at the same time, it was just a bad matchup. You know, we already know Bengals got a shitty offensive line. 
and, and the Chiefs have two demons on the defensive line. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, back to my main point. But the money um, and the defense and whatnot, in order to get to the Super Bowl, you got to have great defense. I mean, for as great a defense you talk about Brady having, why don't we talk about the defenses he was also going against? Because to get to that point, you got to have great defense too yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, we look at recent years of the Super Bowl, you know, Rams versus Bengals. Rams, great defense. Bengals, I don't know talent wise if they were great, but they're very well coached. Uh, a very well coached defense. Um, what was the year before that? Was that the Bucks, Bucks and Chiefs? Yep. Yeah, no, that didn't go so well for the Chiefs. Um, what was the year before that? You know, that one year there was the Chiefs and 49ers. Yeah. Two great, two great defenses. And that's why it, that's why it always like the Super Bowl is always such a great game because you're getting two, two of the best. You know, th- this year we got the Eagles and Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, that's why I just, I see the Eagles just whooping the Chiefs, man. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, put your bread up. Put your bread up. Put so you think the, you think the Chiefs are gonna win? Put your bread up. How much we? How much am I taking for you? Put your bread up. I, 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 I want to hear your 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 thoughts. Like why? My why are the thoughts. Chiefs winning? Jalen Hurts has thrown a touchdown pass in four games. Okay. <laughs> if they. If the Chiefs go up in the in the beginning of the game, if it's 7-0, 10-0, 14-0, the game's over, buddy. The Eagles aren't going to be able to play from behind. So, so you're just, you're, essentially, you're essentially saying Hurts is compromised. Like his shoulder, they're his shoulder hurt is hurting a lot more than they're letting on. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That was obvious though. Yes. Interesting. If they go down, I, the Eagles haven't had to play from behind the whole entire year. This is this is literally the Eagles' first test all year in the Super yeah, Bowl. That's also what scares me a little bit, especially when the whole 49ers just blunder yeah. just happened. And they I was didn't like, even dude. They good against the 49ers. Offensively, they weren't, they weren't like sharp or like crazy good. Now, the defense. Yeah, the defense looked good. Any defense is going to look good against uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey throwing the football. Anybody's going to be looking good. But their, off- their offense hasn't, hasn't looked good in weeks. This is true. You do have a good point there. And they're playing I, against the, the, the most talented quarterback of all time and the, the second best tight end of all time and one of the best coaches of all time. I got Chiefs, I got Chiefs all the way. I don't think it's going to be close. And those receivers got two weeks to heal up, bro. Yeah, if those receivers are good, oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're putting Hertz, up points quick. Hurts got two, two weeks to heal up, too. That is true. But Jalen Hurts, even before the shoulder injury, he's he's not going to beat you with his arm. He's not just going to be slinging it the whole game. They got it. If they get their run game going, opens everything else up. If the Chiefs are stopping that and they putting up points early, oh yeah, I I think it could get ugly quick. To be honest with you, but I mean the Chiefs secondary ain't the best. Um, I feel like that D line that the Chiefs have. The offensive line of the Eagles can hand, handle that. 
They have a very offensive line is great. Great offensive line, which is like the opposite of the Bengals. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting to see. It, it, I guess it's a matter of who the hell is healthy and how healthy are you. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I, I, I guess I was in that realm of where they, they fooled me. I thought he was fine on that shoulder. He's not fine. But, nope. I mean, like, look, the NFL is rigged anyways, like Aaron Foster said. They get a script the beginning oh, of the year. God. You know how many TikToks I've seen in the past week of, of, of NFL scripts and it's rigged? It's fucking bananas right now. Dude, the memes on Twitter are amazing. Like, like um, uh, what's his name from the commander? Oh, when uh, Alex Smith got his script for week, week 11. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dear God. <laughs> Dude, the internet, they never let you down, bro, in moments like this. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people actually think Arian Foster's being serious. Because, I mean, he speaks, if you just watch the clip, just a little clip. Yeah, he sounds serious. He, he speaks very seriously on his, like, yeah, you know, like, you know, we get, we, we, we practice the script. That's what we do during practice. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody one of the guys asked him like i don't know if this was on the clip that went viral but i saw it on uh, youtube one of the guys was like oh so how'd you feel when you got the script in 2015 and it said that you were gonna go vegan and become an atheist <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was laughing bro but yeah, i, saw hey, too. I also saw there was a, I don't remember his name. There was an NFL player, I think it was back in like 2018. He actually came out and said that NFL is scripted and they may make players sign like an NDA and all that. And I was like, what the heck? There's no way. That's no. too many. That's too many people and too many like exactly. things that happen, bro. Exactly. There, that's way too many moving pieces for everybody to just like not say anything. Like, if Alex Smith knew his leg was going to break in half, <laughs> I don't even think it would have happened because, it, like, how do you just let your, like, leg just, like, you're going to move it because you know what's about to happen. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think things like that are, like, obviously things like that just kind of fucking happen. But thinking about, like, an entire league or operation like that just being, like, rigged and, like, for show and for money is just WW, like, WWE. Well, yeah, the WWE is just for fucking chill. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, whenever I was like ten, I didn't think so. But like now that I'm twenty five, <laughs> I understand. But the, thinking that the NFL could be like like that, like in that realm of like it's fake, is like crazy to think about. I I don't think it's rigged. I just I mean, I do think them them refs sometimes be like, hey, you got you got the Chiefs money line. I think there. I think money. <laughs> right. I think money. It, there is money involved, and I think NFL like upper leadership executives and stuff. I think they do have certain teams and certain people they do want to win, and they do throw money around for to make sure things like that happen. But like, I don't think all the players are in on it. I don't. I, oh, I think yeah, no, 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 no. But um, at first, I was like. <sighs> 
I, I was so just from both games, I was just so turned off. Like Championship Sunday sucked, honestly. I thought it was it sucked so bad, which maybe because of that we'll get such a great all-time Super Bowl, who knows. But I, I just I there was no the only thing I could fathom was like somebody Tim Donahue like situation. Somebody was throwing some money somewhere and like they just needed to go this way. And I was thinking towards the end of the Broncos game, uh, not Broncos, the Bengals, Bengals and Chiefs. It's like, why would the league want the Chiefs to win? Like, wouldn't you want like to cement Joe Burrow? Don't you want uh, somebody to be Patrick Mahomes kryptonite? Like he, he could dominate everybody else. Like, don't you want that one person that you could say like, and you could market that like crazy? You know what I mean? But yeah. then it came out later once they won and stuff. You know, you got the Kelsey Bowl. You got the first African-American starting quarterbacks. Dude, I was done. Once I found this out, I, I didn't, I, not off the top of my head, I didn't know this. When the Arizona Stadium, State Farm Stadium, I was like, yep. Yep, that's how, I, that that was the la- that was the final line for me. I was like, I know, because I saw so many State Farm commercials during that damn fucking game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's a wrap, bro. They want, they, they were, there's not want, need, they were going to have the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Yep. They're going to win it too. <laughs> uh, I don't know about all that. Put your money, um, put your money where your mouth is, C- Canoli. Come on now. You know, you know, I don't like to do all the talking. I just like to pull out the wallet, the, the paper hey, talk for me. I mean, I guess it's better to give you my money than DraftKings, so I'll think about it. Hey. <laughs> can, I, can I get the spread plus one and a half? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think the Eagles are going to be favored. Oh, they are favorited right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is the line? I think it's minus one and a half. Yeah, I was, kinda, I was thinking either minus two and a half or one and a half. I was like, dude, in football, I'm like, who takes a minus one and a half spread? I feel like you might as well just take the freaking or, or I mean, I see minus one and a half because it might be a little, you might win a little bit more um, if you think that team's going to win. But plus one and a half, like how often does a team win by one point in the NFL? Like you might as well just take that money line for the underdog. But shit, man. Well, take Um, your own advice. Take the Chiefs money line. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, I hate it because you kind of like, I was dead set on Eagles are winning it. No doubt about it. And now you like. Hey, but you know what? I'm going to help you out with that because I was dead set on the Cowboys beating yeah. the Bucks, <laughs> and they got blew out. So maybe that helps you a little bit. Maybe stick with your guts. You know what? Stick with your gut. Don't listen to me. I'm very persuasive. Very persuasive. Stick to your gut. But if you're going to stick to your gut, bet me. Give me your money. It's just hard because you have no affiliation it, affiliation with any team or anything. So it's you're kind of an easy person to listen to because you're like, oh Ryan, like he doesn't have he doesn't favorite anybody. Like he's just going off of what he sees. Whereas me, I hate the Chiefs. I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs. So I really want them to lose. So I have a lot of bias and like emotion in that. And I don't know. At the same time, though, you are a big Mahomes guy, so I, I do like Mahomes. I so do. You, you might, 
he might have I, a there's little probably bias. Some bias. I like Jalen Hurts too, though. I love Jalen Hurts. Uh, how he carries himself, his presence. It's not. It's not like how he plays. It's more. I like Jalen Hurts as a person. But yeah, mm-hmm. I Patrick Mahomes. He's that dude. Man, I. Really mad at myself right now. I should have taken the Celtics minus nine tonight. They're up twenty-one to four against the Nets. Jeez, as yeah, it's an ass whooping. But I mean, they don't have Nets. Don't have Durant or um, Simmons. Is it is it uh, too early to uh, give finals predictions? Is no. that too early? No, but at the same time, I'm 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 starting to watch basketball again now that football's. Getting done with, I'm starting to watch basketball again, trying to catch up to um, with what's going on. And it, it, it's funny because I, I heard Big Cat say this on a podcast, like, you know, basketball is just hard to watch at this time because, you know, there's all this. The games don't mean that much yet to these players. It, it's not until like March and April where the games actually start becoming important. Right. And they play play a little harder. And I think one thing that attests to that is the freaking load management shit, man. This this shit, ever since uh, the Warriors sat pretty much their whole lineup against the Cavaliers that one day, dude, it's been... You got to keep them healthy. Got to keep but, them healthy. But it's crazy because you hear like the old-timer, old uh, Richard Jefferson, you know... Back in the day, they didn't have – you had probably one person on the training staff and whatnot. Now they have a whole traveling staff, a whole – people like they have everything you could ever need to, to stay healthy and like keep your body in shape, but you can't play every single game. That's true, but I think an opposing viewpoint of that is players that are in the NBA right now – have played so many more games. They've trained so much more. They've probably trained a lot harder too than players back then did. Like they have, like you, like you mentioned, they have the more trainers, more staff, and now we have more information, more knowledge of what um, you know basketball players should be doing in terms of you know in the summer AAU workouts. And there's there, there's just an abundance of trainers that are helping these kids today. So. My thought process is like guys like like Kevin Durant like blowing out his calf just giving out on him in the NBA finals. Like that's due to wear and tear on your body. You know how many games that those guys have played throughout their lifespan? Like that shit catches is going to catch up with you whether it catches up with you when you're in the NBA or after you get out of the NBA. You're going to feel it at some point. Those days of you I used to I I used to play you know, four or five AAU games in one day. And then I would mm-hmm. turn around the next day and I'd have two workouts and then weight room. Like all that's going to catch up eventually. Yeah. And I think, I think the NBA players now did a lot more of that growing up with, you know, technology and, and seeing what other people are doing. They're like, okay, well, I need to be grinding and other people helping other people. I think a lot of that happens a lot more than it did in like the 80s, 90s and early thousands. Is it because youth sports now are becoming, like you said, the way you said, whereas back in the day, they, it was just like the normal, you play for your high school team, 
Right. You know, went to college, played for college, and you get drafted in NBA. The, these these kids are playing a lot more games. That's why that's why they're a lot more advanced too. They're learning what what's actually best to do at a much earlier age, and they're they're playing a lot more. They're training a lot more. Yeah. It just sucks, you know, like when the whole Warriors and Cavaliers situation, you know, the Warriors only play there once a year. You know, you buy these tickets. Yeah. Pretty pretty sure Warriors, they bump up the price, buy these tickets, and it's mainly these kids, you know. They they, they don't know any better. They just know, yay, I'm going to go see Steph Curry and whatnot. And, right. you know, on the day of a few hours before to find out not only is Steph Curry not playing, um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and you paid all this money for these tickets. I mean, I, it, it's hard. Cause I, I see both sides of it. Like I feel right. that that's your hard earned money just essentially gone down the drain. Cause you're just going to see Jordan pool and God knows who I don't, I don't even know who was on the rest of the lineup for the warriors. <laughs> Right. But I mean, maybe uh, I don't know if this kind of goes against the grain. Do you make the season shorter? NBA season shorter? I whenever I've had conversations with people around around this topic, I I think so. I think you do shorten the NBA season or or space out the games like those back to backs. It's hard to space out the game because they're already spacing them out as much as possible because they're not playing as many back-to-backs nowadays as they were like before COVID. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thing is obviously the NBA, they want to meet this timeline because the finals are typically what June, June, yeah. In June. And you want to keep it that way. Cause that's, that's kind of your, that's your slot. If you're the NBA. Right. Um, so it's kind of hard to, you know, make it still make it 82 games, but space it out. That means you start the season earlier. You don't want to start the season earlier because football, you don't want to like, honestly, I I don't think basketball should be playing before Chris, when they started after COVID on Christmas day, I thought that was perfect. Cause I was like, that's when you actually start watching basketball. I feel Mm -hmm. like, cause NFL season is winding, starting to wind down, getting to playoffs start watching a little bit more uh, basketball. Yeah, there's less football games on. It's just a big game, so you can, you know, catch the NBA games in between those. So maybe, you know, start the NBA season Christmas Day and do a normal season. Just but then however, however many games are there from the end of October to Christmas Day, cut those out. I would assume maybe like 20-ish, 30 Whatever, however amount, cut those out. Um, or I know uh, Silver has talked about doing a kind of mid mid season tournament, yeah, little soccer style, soccer style. There, I mean, that's even better if you could cut the season in half. But in the mid season tournament, something of that nature to where like it'll fit in the time frame, but. And the games will matter, but you won't. It won't be to where oh, you got to play back to backs and stuff like that. I don't know. This- right. I'm. I'm. My question is, what would be 
the players' incentive for the tournament? What would what would change their their approach to the game from like a you know a normal regular season game early in the year where they don't really care about it, they're not playing as hard as they can, and the difference between that and a tournament game? Like, what would be the incentive for them? That is, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I mean, like, would they be playing for a money or like a, a like a bonus on top of what they make or? I feel like you have to incentivize these guys with more than just money. They're already getting paid like true a shit ton. So it's it's not if you say, Oh, like y'all win this trophy, you get two million dollars. Like you think I'm gonna put my, my legs on the line? Like LeBron, like two million dollars, dude. I you know, I shit and I make two million dollars. Like what are, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> I I'm just thinking like a tournament. Like, I guess it would be cool. Like, like you know, they did the plan. The plan's cool. It, it's something different. But in the middle of the season, I don't see the players changing their approach. I still think they pull up to the tournament and they're just like, well, this is the regular season. So, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm just going off to the top of the dome here. I'm trying to, like, think I of. Mean, it, you, I mean, you, you don't have to have the answer. That, if I was sitting right in front of Adam Silver, that's what I would ask. Speaking for yeah. charity, don't, uh-huh. don't don't give them the money. Say say you're doing it for charity. Then you're uh, a bitch this, if you don't play hard. <laughs> that's true, but I, I uh, have to. So I'm trying to kind of take some from soccer, but take some from maybe college basketball. Maybe you do something in which um, a tournament within your division make those division. Division, uh, winning your division matter a little bit more. Um, I mean, that's really all I can think of. It's it's hard to kind of directly copy from soccer because I mean that's where Silver is essentially getting this from the soccer right. kind of soccer style. But because it's hard for soccer because soccer has all of like you do your 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 country, and then you have the whole continent of Europe like or whatever continent, you know, the CONCACAF, whatever. Right. You don't really have that in the United States. You just have, you know, the NBA, United States. And- but I'm, I'm glad you're saying that, though, because I've been saying I've – been, I've had that idea for years where I think the NBA does need to go global and do it like that. Because I think if you have, you know, multiple clubs in America and then you start opening up – because, I mean, overseas basketball, those players are good enough to play in the NBA. Most of them, they're good enough. And then you can you can be moving NBA guys to other places and and stuff like that. I think I've I've always kind of had that thought. I don't know how they would do it, but I, I I think basketball and soccer are like extremely similar with um the amount of talent and that amount of talent all wanting to play together. So I think it would make sense to do something like that. Like the fucking Warriors teamed up. Like they were like Messi and Mbappe and Neymar teamed up. Like it's the same shit. Like what's the yeah. difference? Yeah. Um, shit, man. It's it's. I mean, I hope. But I know that would take time. Like for the NBA to change their 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 approach to like a global approach instead of a national approach would take probably like a decade. That would take a while. Yeah, and even changing uh, from what Silver is wanting to do, just kind of like a. Just change it up a little bit. It that will take a lot, just because you know people are, especially Americans, they're stuck in their ways. You know, it's like no, we have play basketball, eighty-two game season. You know, 
You right. don't mess with that. Da da da. But right. I mean, there it's basketball is such a great game. The problem is, it's just like a lot of these games just don't matter. Like, and it's just why why do I watch the Celtics versus the Nets if it really doesn't matter if the Celtics are already up by thirty in the first quarter, and so like Brooklyn's just gonna take a rest night. You know what I mean? We'll get we'll get them next next game, right? Because it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. I I kind of now that I brought it up earlier, I kind of like the division thing. Maybe do a little division tournament, right? That you know. that's kind of how like the like the Barclays Premier League is. Like they have that's like a division in all, in global soccer. They the, the winner of that or the top teams of that go to you know the like the Champions League or something like that. So yeah, yeah I, I agree. You know, do something with that. You know, top three. You know, you play a little short regular season. Not short, but you know, you play. You play a regular season. Ooh, how about this? Because this is exactly how they do it in soccer. You play your normal regular season, obviously, because you would have a little tournament in between. You would shorten down. I would say make make the regular season. 45 to 50 games Mm -hmm. right in between those games so you you will play within a tournament within your division Mm -hmm. um and you know top top certain amount in each you know they'll all play out you'll have your no overall record and then your division record and then the top three seeds get to move on to or top two seeds from each division. How many divisions do they have? It's a, is it three in each conference or two? The, you got the, the central, central, Southwest. There's three. There's three in each. So right. you take top, top two from each division and then they go to, they move on to playoffs essentially. And then, um, Whoever has the two and then two wild cards, which are the best regular season record. Right. And they have like a play. That's eight. That's eight teams each side. Bam. Tell Adam Silver, Silver, hire me, bro. Let's get it going. Cannoli just solved the NBA's biggest problem. Oh, man. I mean, just something like that, man. You just got to make... I think they, they do. How these games matter? The NBA needs a change. Their viewership goes down every single year. So, like, this is a very simple thing, but I like in hockey, it's a little different because they only have two divisions on each, on um, East and West. But they do it. It's not the top eight teams go to the playoffs. It's... From the two divisions, the top three seeds in those two divisions, they get in, and then the last two are wild card. Whoever has outside of those three, outside of those six, whoever has the best two, because then it prioritizes more of like when you're playing somebody in your, your division, I got to beat these motherfuckers or else like they're going to get those points over me. Right. The games matter more. Yeah, it may it, at least though at least those divisional games matter, and that's the good ones where it's you know the freaking those are the rivalries, you know that's the 
Celtics versus the Knicks, you know, right. the Warriors versus the Kings. <laughs> no, Lakers. I was in Lakers, Lakers and Clippers and whatnot. Yeah. You know? Hey, who knows? This is kind of hard to take an off day on a hockey game, though, bro. You take an off day on a hockey game, you're getting busted up. Every game matters <laughs> in the hockey's bro. They they do, and that's why that's why. And the crazy thing is, they play the same amount of games too. They play an eighty-two game schedule, but you know they they they're not prima donnas like uh these uh basketball players. They pull out their own tees on the bench and shit. Rush is crazy. They just like it's <laughs> nothing, bro. But from a different cloth. Um. So I guess one last thing before we go, I've been meaning to ask this for a long time. Did Drake order the hit on Triple X? What a way to end a podcast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. I was what not expecting fuck? that at all. Um, wow. I haven't thought about that in so long. Um, well, it's just because it, it like randomly, like on my timeline or on TikTok, it'll come up, especially that one bar he had on uh, her loss. Um, and I just keep thinking, like, man, he does make all these references as if he's the one that ordered that hit, bro. Like, why, why would you keep doing that if you didn't actually do it? Yeah, and honestly, I don't put nothing past nobody. Why are you entertaining this? Why are you entertaining this, dude? <laughs> I mean, I, hey, look, he brought it up. We got we to gotta get into it. That's how uh, I am. Are you saying that, Alejandro, as if, like, there's no way, no how, like, everybody's overreacting to that? It's yeah, dude. Why would he do that? Why would he make that bar on on uh on BS, dude? It's like if I'm gonna do a rap song right now, dude. Right? I'm be like rolly on my wrist. That don't mean I got a fucking rolly on my wrist, bro. It's just a fucking. <laughs> it's a bar, bro. Okay, but look, Alejandro Drake and X had a little bit of beef because this even was- this even better. How many times have we heard the game spouse some fucking foul ass shit? That we know for a fact he didn't do or he's not going to do. I, think I mean, that. maybe I should do a 20. Maybe I should break that 20. Do a 10. Maybe I should break that 10. Do a 5. Then if it gets live, do a 5 again. If he held his tongue on that live, he'd be alive again. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much like straightforward. I mean, literally because XXX went on uh, whatever Facebook Live or whatever. Shitting on Drake. I mean, <laughs> I don't. He I don't. Think didn't even write that. I don't. What are we talking about? He probably didn't even write. Hey, what, what are we talking about? Uh, Either way, I don't think it's that far fetched. The people that Drake knows, all he would have to do is say one thing or snap his fingers, and somebody would do it for him. That's what I'm saying. When you got that much power and money, I mean, he. He might not be a bad guy, but it's just, it's very, it's really easy. You know what I mean? For him, like, yeah. I mean, he's gonna win millions on roulette, bro. He's not, he's not worried about that. I, I mean, I, I, it's weird, bro, because he keeps, it's one thing if this was like a one time deal, but it keeps popping up in his songs, you know, over the years, ever since it happened, it keeps popping up, you know. It's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of uh, how Tupac, you know, when, when Tupac died, 
And then in the background of uh, one of Kanye and Jay-Z songs, it, it's literally saying, we killed Tupac in the back of it. It's just like, I don't think they did it, but like, I'm not putting it past them niggas. Like, I, it's, it's, it's the rap game. They can snap their fingers and something can happen. So you never know. No, every time I see a take, you trying to get Drake to catch a case, bro. Just don't even put that out there. He didn't do it. Hey, bro, trying to get him to catch. He's trying to get himself caught, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, he's not lying, bro. If you weren't on the live showing where the fuck you were at, you probably would have been alive. That's, like, that's the only thing I took it as. Like, I mean, Kanye better not catch himself slipping because if he did that to xxx and xxx didn't really didn't do too much i mean kanye bro like they're not gonna do nothing to kanye all right two fans (laughs) oh by the way ryan where you stand with your boy kanye bro me and kanye we chilling he got a wife i'm finna get mine we good don't worry about us oh he got remarried yeah i'm married to Bro, I don't know her name. Some uh uh I need a dime that's top of the line, cute face, some ways, big behind Shawty. I I don't know her name. I know what she looked like. <laughs> I thought he's been uh staying staying away from like the spotlight. No, he Did you not see him throw that phone, bro. Bro, that no. man that man wants a wife, so whenever he runs for president, he could feel like he got a first lady. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's my fire with the first lady, bro. You can't. Hey, facts. Hey, that's man. still my dude. I don't care. <laughs> hey, I, I'm riding with you, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Look, the doctor tried to do this and that to me, and I—I I mean, I'm not gonna tell you who they are. They're Jewish. <laughs> dude, he is—he is number one most entertaining person of all time, bro. Because, like, literally on, on that Frex Fleurman, bro, he was just like, Kanye, you cannot say Jewish media, Kanye. Kanye is very disrespectful to say Jewish media. And he just goes, JM. <laughs> <laughs> no, that dude is this reckless. This is oh, goaded, bro. Man. It's like, in a way, you got to love people like that. Like, um, I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode when Pat Bev pulled out that uh, the camera for the ref. Bro. <laughs> Bro, Man, that dude, crazy. I hope that dude has a job in the NBA until his like knees blow out for that shit. Cause you we need that kind of entertainment in this now, league. That's probably the funniest thing that's ever happened on an NBA court. Like that shit was too funny. <laughs> Do y'all think him and Eli Apple are best friends? They gotta be, right? <laughs> nah, I think I, I'll take Pat Bev over Eli Apple because Pat Bev actually he does What, what does he shit. do? What does he do? Show the camera. <laughs> Cancun on three was fucking hilarious, bro. They're both hey, bro. funny as fuck, but they hey, suck bro. ass at the sport. Do you, do you think the Lakers, when they see that and he gets a tech, like if you're his teammate, are you like, yeah, it's definitely worth the, the te- that, that was worth the tech. Yeah, that was pretty good, Pat. I think it was worth the tech. He's doing what everybody wants to do is the same way Eli Apple. Everybody wants to talk shit, but they can't or they won't just just. Just because it's just like no, Cancun on three is probably top five tweets of all time, bro. That shit was fucking funny. That had to be the best technical ever, ever. Oh yeah, fact. Pat, oh, yeah, like, sure. and I'm really curious. Did the picture? Did he actually have the picture of the foul on the camera? He probably did. 
he probably was going through the camera, looking at the uh, the playback. It was he found it. He was like, "You see this?" I don't know if I was that ref. I, I would have just laughed, man. I, Where, I don't know who, I, who gave him the camera. Who? How did he get the camera? Who was like, who who did Pet Bev go up to and was like, "Give me that camera," and they just willingly gave it to him. Who? That's just that's bad security. <laughs> I wouldn't that, give him my camera. Hell no. I'd be like, what are you fit to do with it? Dude, I had just turned on the game too. I just sat on the couch, turned on the game, and that is literally I see LeBron like, what? And then the first thing I see after that is Pat Bev. LeBron was tweaking. He was stripping. He was so mad. I mean, it was, was it was weird. it was valid, but uh, it was kind of weird. It was hey, weird? Shot. It was kind of weird. Shout out to LeBron last night, though. Uh, on the very last bucket, he got the last bucket of the game in overtime to go over 27 and a half points. I thought he was going to fail me after averaging like 35 for like the past two weeks. Go. But he went, he went over. So it's all good. Um, yeah. Uh, that's all we got, two fans. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, Alex will be back for the next episode, but Orion will be on again with us. And also, Timmy Rudder. Timmy Rudder. Timmy. Gonna get the whole crew back together. Um, but, damn, this is hard because Alex always does his part. Uh, you know where to find us at Slice Apples Pod on Twitter, at Slice Apples Podcast, on everywhere else. Something like that. You know where to find us. You've been doing it this whole time, all right? And we will see you next time. Peace.